Generations Church exists to glorify God in our community, to make disciples of Jesus, and to multiply churches so that the next generation is equipped to glorify God better than we did. Welcome to the Generations Church podcast. I'm Jeff Ludington, lead pastor at Generations Church. And once again, I have two really good friends with me. Pastor Vinny Hankey, lead pastor now of, of uh, Valley Life Church in Meridian, Idaho. Wow, got Pastor Vinny with us. And then I've also got Pastor Scott Hines. Uh, I affectionately call him Scotty. He is actually launching a YouTube channel on snapshots of the Bible, biblical snapshots he's calling it. Uh, so you guys can check him out. Today we're doing a one-off podcast. Uh, we do this every once in a while later in the week. Uh, if you're following along our series on guilt, grace, and gratitude, that is our Tuesday release every week. We get a new episode out, but every once in a while, when there's a, a need or a, 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 a something that we want to tackle as leaders or as a church, we kind of pause and, and do something. And I've asked uh, both Pastor Vinny and Pastor Scott to be here with me, and I want to talk today about the, the, the topic of gossip. I think this is a deep problem in culture and society, but we, we may not be able to fix that, but for sure, this is a problem in the church. And, and, and that's our purview. I, I can't fix what everybody outside these four walls, what everybody around us, what everybody on the other side of the country does. I can't fix that. But I believe I have a Bible that calls us to things and that I can, portray, I can put that forward before our church or our churches in this case. And that we can call them to biblical things. And so I want to frame this in the context of Romans 1. Now, for those of you who know, I wrote a book called Frustrated, How the Bible Resolves Life's Tough Questions. <clears throat> And uh, you can get that on Amazon. I, I deal with some of this, but I, I do work through this passage. I actually talk about are all sins equal or some worse than others? And we deal with the topic of homosexuality as that's common in culture. Today, we're going to skip that topic, even though that's in this passage. And we're going to look at something different as it relates to gossip. So let me set the stage a little bit. Romans 1, starting in verse 21, says, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. That is a, an opening description of sin as it corrupts humanity, right? That we all have this struggle, that the Holy Spirit inside of us should be fighting this battle, but we, we drift into sin. It goes on in the next verse, it says, Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Literally, in Rome, they were worshiping idols that look like things created, right? And so that is really the pushback. You can either worship the creator, God, or you can worship something created because when there was nothing, there was God. And then God created everything. John tells us that Jesus created everything. God the Father created everything. Genesis 1, right? So uh, this is... Uh, what we get to talk about today. Verse 24 goes on to say, Therefore God gave them up to the lust of their hearts, to impurity, dishonoring their bodies among themselves. That's where it goes into some sexuality things, talks about that. Verse 25 though, it goes back and says, Because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and they worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. That is, that is a definition of idolatry and sin that we're going to use today. Trading and worship of the creature, or for, serving or worshiping a creature, rather than the creator. So listen to this list. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. Listen, they are gossips, 
slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they knew God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die. Listen to the strength of that. Those who practice such things deserve to die. They, the people doing this, not only do them, but they give approval to those who practice them. So let that set the stage for gossip today. That gossip is listed among the sins like maliciousness, murder, strife, all kinds of things. So I want to push this out to you, uh, Vinny, on Sunday when you, were, uh, when you announced to the church that you were leaving here and going to Meridian, Idaho, on that Sunday, uh, you talked about being here and you repeated it in our podcast about leaders when they leave. You talked about ministry being hard. Uh, for me, this is one of the places where I've experienced ministry being hard. Can you, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, gossip, man, it's, a, it's an assassin. It's a quiet, silent assassin, and it kills community, and it kills relational trust in people, and oftentimes it's without even knowing it. And so in ministry, when you're the lead pastor, um, you are presenting yourself as a catalyst for the kingdom of God. You stand up in front of people and you you say stuff, and you say stuff that you believe God has told you to say, and you say stuff that God has said, and then the church receives it, but then oftentimes they'll, they'll take things that you've said, things that you've done, and they will talk to each other about it rather than talk to you. And all of a sudden, um, doubt begins to creep in, um, frustration begins to creep in. Um, I've experienced a couple of this since different seasons of ministry where decisions I was making, good, bad, or indifferent, and not all my decisions were, were right. I've made a lot of wrong ones. But even when I made wrong decisions, the, the difficult impact of a wrong decision by a leader gets compounded when people talk about the leader rather than talk to the leader about the decision. Mm-hmm. And that's what made ministry exceptionally difficult was there'd be this undertow of frustration with me or frustration with with a a direction of ministry I felt like we needed to go in, but nobody was talking to me about the frustration. Mm. So I could learn, I could listen, maybe change course, maybe, you know, grow as a leader. They were talking to each other. And so I... That, that for me became one, one of the more difficult hurdles I've experienced in ministry is when people begin to talk about you and the things you're doing as a leader rather than talking to you as a leader. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Um, in fact, uh, you, you've kind of identified, we have teams that help us lead the church. We have a staff, right? We have elders, we have deacons, we have leaders, volunteer leaders of all kinds, uh, as well as people that come and serve and, and give and, and do those things faithfully. Uh, sometimes the hardest comments, in fact, I will say this, the hardest words, uh, the words that have hurt me the most have come from friends and leaders. And those conversations have, have come from people uh, in roles and positions of authority, right? And it, and it comes when, uh, when they talk about you and not to you. That is gossip, right? I mean, that is, in essence, that is gossip. And uh, there is something about being a lead pastor where your job is, is to, to, sometimes you have to make the call, right? There's, there's two ways you can go, and one person wants to go one way, and one wants to go another way, but you have to discern where is God leading us, and you do that in a plurality of elders. I don't, I'm saying we do this alone, but there comes a time, and no matter what decision you make, somebody doesn't like it, right? And it's hard. And the bummer, that, though... Oh, no, go, I was going to invite you, and so, Scott, yeah, please, man, I know this is a topic you're passionate about. Yeah. And so yeah. jump in. Super guilty of it. Um, and, and I think, too, one thing that, that I've learned is when the leader is giving maybe a difficult opinion 
it's usually coming, and I know you guys really well, it's usually coming from a good place. And it may be in a wrong decision, but then we're Monday morning quarterbacking. You know what I mean? It's not like it was a sinful decision. And, and so right. it's really good when the congregation starts to, or people, I don't want to single out churches in general, but right. people, it's good when we understand, well, why did that pastor make that decision? You know, what was his shoes? What was his context? And uh, it hurts even more when you were trying to do good. You were trying to hit the game-winning shot. You weren't trying to be a ball hog. You were trying to you know, hit the game-winning right. shot because you had the opportunity. You bricked. That's where grace comes in. You know what I mean? And, and um, But unfortunately, a lot of times it's very easy to pound down. Um, uh, one of the other things I was going to piggyback on what you're saying, it destroys a lot of things. Absolutely yeah. super, super destructive. Corrosive, man. But you know what mm. it builds up? The flesh. Mm. And I think mm. that's one of the promoters of it. Man, we we fight this. We fight our sinful flesh, right? They're at so war me, with each other. Yes. Let me ask you that. So yeah. that's great. So we're defining, and I, and I love this. Again, I've written about this. I love this passage. That sin is defined, or idolatry is defined, as trading in worship of the creator for worship of something created. So unpack that and using that language. So tell me, it's building up of self. Well, that's, that's something created. That's, that's right. not the creator. So how does that play out in gossip? Well, I think <clears throat> well, it strikes against the very first commandment, right? Um, uh, you should have no other gods before me, right? Mm. And what I've learned is there is, what, there is a God that exists that you will agree 100% with, and it's yourself. <laughs> yep. You are the only God you will agree 100% with. And I think a lot of times we value our decisions above maybe what's going on. And we think we just know it. And some people are very good. They have great discerning. They're fantastic business leaders. They could be millionaires. You know, they're successful. And they interpret their success, secular decision-making, sometimes it's spiritual. And sometimes we learn spiritual decisions can be very counterculture. And a lot of times what we're trying to do and promote is very counterculture. And um, you see people just promote themselves. I would have done it this way. I don't know if Vinny's got it right. I would have done it this way. Uh, another way, too, and we were talking about this before we launched, um, it's super subtle, and this doesn't come off as gossip. It, comes, it can come off as like you're an apologetic of the faith mm. or you're trying to do something better than the next man. Biblical snapshots, you mentioned it at the beginning. It's a, it's a ministry I want to uh, start, uh, snapshotting through the Bible, just uh, teaching the Bible I want to teach. Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be very easy for me to promote it by looking at somebody who's like maybe... Not eloquent. I don't. It's another teacher. Doing it differently. Just doing things differently. Right. And I say, you know what? I don't like his way. And let me just say, look, yeah, he's got five hundred thousand followers, or, or you know, but, and then you start tearing him down, mm. as opposed to just building on what that man has built. Like a lot of these people have built platforms for us to build off of. Yeah. And um, I think when you have that humble approach, like, no, man, my success is built on these brothers' success. Yeah, I want to do things different, and I don't like certain elements of their approach, but their approach is right. It's impactful, and. Um, I think, too, um, yeah, becoming very self-aware, too, is helpful. Mm. You know, I, I think, Vinny, you led with, um, from a place of humility, and, you know, I haven't made every decision right. I haven't either, Scott. You haven't oh. either, right? I mean, like, we know we get stuff wrong. But I, wanna, I, I don't want to preface this podcast on the idea that leaders get it wrong. How do we tackle when leaders get it wrong? Because here's what I will tell you, uh, is it's hard to make the right decision, but God often, often the right decision is hard and people don't like it. And I, I would suggest to you that, that most gossip comes not when leaders are struggling to get things right and make mistakes, but when leaders are doing right things and people don't like it. You know, how many times have you seen the gossip, Scott, hit because it was an unpopular decision and maybe in the moment everybody disagreed, but it turns out to be the right thing? Oh, dude, I remember... Uh 
two or so years ago, just being, just being in. A, I was talking about this yesterday. That's, that's crazy. We bring it up, but like, we're a, a, a pastor. So there's a group of leaders, um, and one pastor was pushing against all of them. And you're talking about a pastor pushing against a, a bunch of church planners. You can read between the lines, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody was against the one pastor. Man, looking back in hindsight. And we all gossiped. We just, ah, I wish they wouldn't do that, blah, blah, blah. I wish they'd be this more supportive, blah, blah, blah. And we had our complaints and our gossips. Well, he does this. I want to do it better. But man, in hindsight, he was right. And I wish we all had some humility. We could have seen things a little different, and things mm-hmm. would have been different even today. And I commend that brother because, man, he was standing up against some wolves, or godly wolves. Yeah, yeah I you get know, you. You're saying, so not, people speaking hard things, <laughs> for sure. And but strong gossiping. leaders. They were strong yeah. leaders. They were good men. And, and um Gossip tears down. Yes. Right? You have been through this as well. I mean, you've, and I, and I told you back when you and I worked together, you were my associate pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had never been a lead pastor yet. And I said, it's just different when you get on the other side of the desk. It is. It is not something you can explain to somebody. It's not something who's never been on our side of the desk can really feel. It's, I'm sure this is true of owning a business or running a, or just, I, I'm sure there's different ways you can experience this. But for us, as lead pastors, there's something different when you get on this side of the desk. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Yeah, I think both. Um, I think for me, one of the things that was was different was being aware of the impact of gossip, both about myself as a leader, but also the impact all of a sudden that I had if I were to fall into the trap of gossiping. Mm-hmm. Like I'll tell you, one of the unintended consequences of gossip for me that I experienced is when when I would get hurt um, by people, I would go I would go home and I, I would share that with my spouse. And hmm, even, even best of intentions, you know, just to kind of emotionally debrief or vomit, just get it out of me. But what, what ended up happening is if, if I'd had a, a difficult wound, you know, suffered by the hands of another person, I'd go home and I'd share that wound with my spouse. Well, then the next day or the next week or the next month, I go and I'm able to reconcile that wound with the other person, yeah. right? We've, we've been able to close the gap. But because I, I openly outright complained about that person, their activity with my spouse, they never got the opportunity to have that reconciliation. They never got to have that time of closing of the wound. And so now all of a sudden I'm fine and I'm reconciled with another individual, but because I gossiped about that individual, I talked about them instead of to them. Now I've got my, my spouse who's not reconciled with him. And so now I've, I've still yeah. got an open wound I'm dealing with that was an unintended consequence because again, I, I didn't talk to the person. I talked about yeah. the person that when you're the lead pastor, that that's, that's awfully tempting because there's so many opportunities to share, you know, burdens with others. Mm-hmm. And I, I opened up a lot of relational wounds. Yeah. I, so I've done that as well. Yeah. yeah. I've done that as well. Gone home, shared things with Lisa, uh, typically good friends and you, you don't see eye to eye and you get in a heated conversation, other elders, you're making big decisions, you're making hard decisions for the church. You know, and you're just going through it. And in that moment, there's passionate exchanges. And, you know, you go home and you, you share that with your spouse. And it's about a particular person. And it is gossip, right? I'm not sharing it with my wife, asking where I'm wrong. I'm sharing, right. telling her where the other person is wrong. Right. I'm the hero yeah. of the story. I'm the hero of the story, exactly. absolutely. And so I do that, and then I go back to work. Or then we go back to the next elder meeting. Or then we make that phone call, or they make that phone call. And you reconcile, and you, you learn where you were wrong, and they admit where they were wrong, and you reconcile, right? But you don't go home and equally unpack that with your wife and champion them, right? A lot of times you don't. And so I've had to learn how to talk to my wife when I'm struggling and how to ask those questions. We'll get to some solutions later. I, 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 well, I'm going to give some time to that. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, let me ask you something. Um, so 
Do you mind if I share a little bit? Please. Okay, so um, I, I mean, want to... We are podcasting. So well, yeah. I know, I know, Might but well. I mean, take a little time Safe here. Safe place. Uh, I want to ask you a question, though, because uh, I, I'm just going to be honest. I'm a very endearing person. If it's it's something... If you haven't known me, you'll get to know me. I'm very endearing. Welcome into my life. Um, but I had a season where I slandered you, Jeff, pretty um, consistently. And uh, the reason why I'm sharing that is because, look, we're talking about gossip, and, and people are going to hear this. And I just want to encourage you, man. The gospel is full of mercy and grace. Mm. And, and it is a great opportunity for you to hum- humble yourself and go to any person. It's biblical. Jesus says if you have something against your brother, go and settle that score. But, man, I, you still consider me a close friend yeah. after what I've done. I want to, I want to, and, and again, I've said some things, and, and really the, the content behind it is Jeff wasn't allowing me to do what I thought I was supposed to do in the ministry, so I got mad at him, but he was right. He was totally right. I was wrong. I needed more time. So anyhow, how, how do you go about forgiving people? Mm. That's Because, man, I, I commend you, bro. I've been, and I know the circle, and you're still good to all these men, mm. and you're great to me. Yeah, I, so. I mean, you treat me like a son. Yeah. Man, I love you. Yeah. I, that's where, that's where, that's, I think that's where it begins. Uh, and we all have fallen short. I've been hyper-focused on gossip for a few years because I've been really hurt. And uh, the day you confess those things to me, it hurt. Uh, but not like, not like hearing them from someone else. Um, but I, I'll tell you a story. And this is, this is, I lived through this lens years ago, early in my season at Oasis. We're restarting a church that had been struggling deeply. And we had to make a decision to let somebody go. And the reasons were very clear. Uh, there were some moral issues and there were some other issues. We shared the other issues like, hey man, there's a budget problem. There's a problem that we're dealing with right here. We didn't share the moral issues. And we made a decision. I remember Vinny and I talking about this. And I said, listen, we're gonna champion them. Uh, we are going to uh, not champion them like people should follow them, but we're, like, we're, gonna, we're gonna leave them leave. We're gonna let them leave. As, as visibly good as we can. And I'm not gonna share all the stuff I know that would be wrong. There was things we believed were true that we couldn't prove. And so we did that and we let that, and that person, I will tell you right now, hammered me, Vinny, everybody, the leaders, people that stayed, they hammered them. Other people followed them out the door. And I just said, we're not gonna defend ourselves, Jesus is our defense. And I remember, I remember walking that. through that, this is the first few months you were in vocational <clears throat> ministry like this. Yep. And I'll tell you this, a whole other church later in a different decade, I got an email one morning as I was walking into a leadership team meeting from one of the guys that left. And he says, hey, I'm in vocational ministry now and I had to make hard decisions. And he sent me something. He goes, hey, man, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. You know, and I just listen. So how do I, how do I, how have I forgiven you? Well, first I'm, I'm guilty. I have gossiped. I have slandered others. So you're self-aware. So, I, yes, I have to be humble. Mm. Jesus has forgiven me. My job is forgiven you. It's easy. I love you. Jesus forgives me because he loves me. Yeah. And so I have been myopically focused on this through some pain of things. But it's easy when a brother comes and says, hey, I've done you wrong. Right? And, how, and can you forgive me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. How can I say no? Jesus <sighs> forgives me. Right? So I, I think, and that you and I were talking before we went on air. We were talking about humility. Humility is the exact opposite of trading in worship of the creator for created things. Humility is worshiping the creator mm. and laying down me who has created, my ego who has created, my image that has created, my role that's created, whatever. And it's being humble before God. 
We got just a little bit left. I want to keep us on track here, but I want to, I want to close with this. By the way, thank you for sharing that, and I love you. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I love you too, man. And um, you too, Vinny. Thanks, yeah, buddy. We love Vinny, too. He's getting lonely on the side of the yeah. table. <laughs> just a potato a over there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to close with what are, some, what are some things to think about if you struggle with, if you talk about other people and not to them, uh, in any context, really, that's, that's the definition of gossip, right? What are, some, what are some things to think about, Vinny? Uh, what do you have? Yeah, so I'm going to steal something. Uh, Mark Driscoll shared this on Instagram yesterday from his new book. Um, but he, he gives a kind of a, a checklist of things you can think through uh, before you have a conversation with someone about someone else. Um, and so each one of these can serve as kind of a, a checkpoint if you're on a road to a conversation. And so and then if you get through all these, feel free to talk openly and discuss, but they should stop you. So first one is, is does this exact information, so does what I know need to be shared, Second one is need to be communicated by me to this person or to these people at this time with this motive through this medium. Mm. And I just thought, man, that's just a super helpful checklist or checkpoints to think through before you have those conversations about others um, is to really think through uh, is the information need to be shared? Um, Does it need to be communicated? Um, Does it need to be communicated by me? Mm. Probably not. Um, does uh, need to be communicated to a specific person or a group of people. There's another checkpoint. Um, at this time, perhaps there's a season where it'd be appropriate to talk about this, but now's not the time. Maybe it's later. And then the killer is with this motive, mm. yeah. right? Like that, that, Scott, you touched on being self-aware. I mean, that's, that's that can be a huge antidote to gossip is just being self-aware of what is my motivation for this conversation yeah. I'm about to have. Um, like you said, Jeff, earlier, have when your conversations with your with your spouse with Lisa, am I sharing this interaction at the office that was difficult? Asking her, "Hey, babe, would you check my thinking? Right. Would you listen for the places where I was maybe prideful or overstated or you know exaggerated? And would you help me so I can get a better understanding?" Rather than saying, "Listen to how right I was." That's great because you're inviting your wife to essentially shepherd you, which yeah. is yeah. very yeah. powerful for any man in ministry yep. and woman in ministry. Yep. And then the last one is through this medium, social media. Twitter, right. mm. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all, all that stuff, right? Unsigned letters to, to your pastor? Right, yeah, no, <laughs> okay. not a good place. Yeah, emails, <laughs> you know, is this the appropriate medium? I, I cannot tell you how many times um, things would have been infinitely better if I just had an eyeball-to-eyeball, heartbeat-to-heartbeat conversation with someone mm. rather than exchange in some other electronic medium. Mm. You know, um, I want to point this out again because you just read that. Uh, does this exact information, Yeah. right? So if I have a problem, oh, you know what, Scott and I, we dust it up, we get into something, and I need to really check myself, and I, I can go to Lisa, I can go to you, yep. whatever. I could say, hey, you know what, man, I've got a staff member, and I had this problem, here's what we went through, where am I wrong? Yep. Am I right? Am I thinking right? Am I doing this? I don't have to say Scott's name. I don't have to say Vinny's name. I don't have to say Lisa's name. Well, if I'm talking about my wife, maybe. <laughs> I don't have multiple wives to choose from, so that's good. That's like, eh, a whole different podcast, but... Through this medium, and I make the joke, the unsigned letter to the pastor, because historically that's been so common. Something will come in on a connection card or whatever, unsigned. We have a practice of we don't respond to unsigned things, right? Mm-hmm. It needs to be done rightly. Well, I'm going to say this, man. Thank you, guys. Uh, this has been a topic that has been on my heart. We've walked through some things. Scott, you and I have walked through some things. You and I have walked through some things. Yep. We've done this all admitting we have struggled here, right? Uh, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your humility. Uh, thank you for being my friends. Thank you for forgiving me when I was wrong. And thank you for being humble enough to talk to me when you were. 
And so I, I think that is, uh, that's why we're all sitting here at a table. And that is an image of the gospel, right? That's right. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you heard something you like, please share it with others. Subscribe so that you get each episode. And if you would, write a review. If you like what we're doing, write a review so that others might see us in the search results. For more information, go to genfamily.church. That's Gen, G-E-N as the beginning of generations. Genfamily.church. For more information, visit our website at genfamily.church. G-E-N, family.church. You can also follow our social media accounts at Gin Family Church.